ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are taking a look at Isaiah chapters 13 through 27. Chapters 13 through 23 are various oracles against the nations. And then chapters 24 through 27 have been described as an apocalyptic conclusion to those oracles against the nations. In chapter 13, we have the oracle concerning Babylon. The day of the Lord is near, verse 6, and the day of the Lord is coming, verse 9. And then in verse 17, the Lord declares that the Medes are coming, the Persians and the Medes. And then chapter 14 says that same day Israel will taunt the king of Babylon. Verse 24 of chapter 14 says, The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely, just as I have intended, so it has been, and just as I have planned, so it will stand. Some prophecies of the Lord are set because God is sovereign and his plan will come to pass. Many times the question is, Will we join him in his plan or will we be fighting against him? We see in verse 28 that now the wicked king of Judah, King Ahaz, has now died. Hezekiah, the good king, will come next. Continuing from verse 28. After King Ahaz died, then came the oracle to Philistia, the coastal area to the left of Judah and Israel. Chapter 15 verses 1 through 9 is an oracle concerning Moab. The Moabites were from the line of Lot, the nephew of Abraham. According to C. Hassel Bullock in his book, An Introduction to the Old Testament Prophetic Books, one fact is certain, however. Isaiah was not uninvolved in these oracles, and he did not view the nations with cold calculation weeping and terror seized him as he contemplated the judgments pronounced. We see that in chapter 15, verse 5a, my heart cries out for Moab. Chapter 16 continues with Moab's devastation. And again, in verse 9, we see Isaiah's sorrow. Verse 9a, Therefore I will weep bitterly for Jazer, for the vine of Sibma. I will drench you with my tears. Chapter 17 is a prophecy or an oracle concerning Damascus. Damascus is the capital of Syria, the area northeast of Israel. In verse 10a, we see the reason for the judgment. For you have forgotten the God of your salvation and have not remembered the rock of your refuge. In chapter 18, this area is Ethiopia. And chapter 19 is the oracle concerning Egypt. And then in chapter 20, it's about both Egypt and Ethiopia. Verse 1 and 2 of chapter 20 starts, In the year that the commander came to Ashdod, which is a coastal city of Philistia, when Sargon, the king of Assyria, captured it, at that time the Lord spoke through Isaiah, the son of Amos, saying, Go and loosen the sackcloth from your hips, 
which is a mourning cloth, and take your shoes off your feet. And he did so, going naked and barefoot. Then verse 3, And the Lord said, Even as my servant Isaiah has gone naked and barefoot three years as a sign and token against Egypt and Cush, which is Ethiopia, so the king of Assyria will lead away captives of Egypt and the exiles of Cush, young and old, naked and barefoot, with buttocks uncovered, the shame of Egypt. Verse 5. Then they will be dismayed and ashamed because of Cush, their hope, and Egypt, their boast. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful God has not called me to do this object lesson like he asked Isaiah to do. One thing Dr. Bett said about this whole section is that the people tend to be impressed by human glory and trust in the nations rather than being impressed by God's glory and trust in him. As a result of this, they will be captured. They will be destroyed by the very nations that they have placed their trust in. Many commentators see the oracle concerning the wilderness of the sea as Babylon by the Persian Gulf. Again, we see in verses 3 and 4 that Isaiah is in anguish, bewildered, and terrified with horror. Verse 11 and 12 are against Edom, which are descendants of Esau. And then verses 13 through 17 are against Arabia, which is the southeast side of Israel. In chapter 22, we have the oracle concerning the Valley of Vision, which is probably Jerusalem. And in verse 4, Isaiah says, Therefore I say, turn your eyes away from me. Let me weep bitterly. Do not try to comfort me concerning the destruction of the daughter of my people. It continues then about the wall breaking down. And then verse 15 and following, the Lord even points out a leader, Shebna, who did not follow the Lord and he will be replaced by Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. And this is found in 2 Kings chapter 18, verse 18. Chapter 23 is the oracle of the fall of Tyre, which is a northern coastal city in the area of Phoenicia. It was from the king of Tyre that both David and Solomon got cedar wood to build houses and temples. We find that in 1 Kings chapter 5. The city of Sidon and Tarshish are also mentioned. In chapter 23, we see judgment on the earth because it is laid waste due to so much war and destruction. Then verse 21 says, So it will happen in that day that the Lord will punish the host of heaven on high and the kings of the earth on earth. Then with chapter 25 and 26, we have songs of praise. It starts, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will give thanks to your name for you have worked wonders, plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. Then it continues about a lavish banquet. And then verse 8. He will swallow up death for all time, and the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces, and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. There is a day of salvation. In chapter 26, verse 3, it says, 
the steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. And this section ends with verse 13 of chapter 27. It will come about also in that day that a great trumpet will be blown and those who perish in the land of Assyria and who were scattered in the land of Egypt will come and worship the Lord in the holy mountain at Jerusalem. In Revelation 21, we see a new heaven and a new earth and a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God. And John wrote, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. God's plan was from the very beginning. Many times I heard my professor say about Adam and Eve and sin and all in Genesis, this is not plan B. From the very beginning, God had a plan for man and God to dwell together. And God's plan is good. Oh, ladies, let's be in that group where we will be made new, where there is no more mourning or crying or pain. Let's be the ones who overcome and fear the Lord, and stay faithful through the rough times by keeping our eyes on the Lord of hosts. So if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts like so many from the nations. Instead, let's be women who obey. Until next time, and thanks so much for listening.